Hooked on Sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 64 of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasting streaming services. Thank you so very much for tuning in this weekend. It is a Saturday edition of Hooked on Sports because of the way the NFL schedule maneuvered around for week number 13. So thank you so very much for tuning in uh, on this Saturday with 24 hours left before um, the, the the action begins on week 13 of the National Football League, and we have uh, we have three things I want to touch on before we get into um, making the picks against the spread for week 13 of the National Football League. I want to get into the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to get into the football team, the Washington football team. I also want to get into the Tennessee Titans, and and I told you they were going to take care of business against the Indianapolis Colts on on thir- on um, Sunday and move back in the first place in the AFC South. But I want to begin with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I know that, and I do want to start with that because it's something about uh, the Steelers conversation that I really think we need to get into. One thing from the earlier portion of the season that I never really got to address during the course of Hooked on Sports is how wrong I was about the Pittsburgh Steelers at the start of the season. Everything in the Steelers conversation during the offseason, not having a first round pick, Ben Roethlisberger, not being 100%. The Steelers front office being on planet delusional for not signing a quarterback like Jameis Winston or Phillip Rivers this offseason. Coming off their second consecutive season without making the playoffs. The Browns hiring Kevin Stefanski and actually upgrading at the head coaching position. Now we see the Browns at 8-3. And and improving their offensive line as well in the process. uh, Getting Jack Conklin, drafting Dredrick Wills in in the NFL draft. The Baltimore Ravens beefing up their front seven with getting Calais Campbell and Patrick Queen in the the offseason. Everything seems set for the Pittsburgh Steelers to miss the playoffs for the third straight year. I myself had issues with the Steelers. It was mainly predicated on their offense and evolved around the health of Ben Roethlisberger. But here we are. The Steelers are 11-0, are on the brink of clinching a playoff spot, and control their own destiny towards clinching the top seed in the AFC, which for them, in a, in a, in a, in a conference that, that uh, has Patrick Mahomes, would be momentous. And the Steelers defense, which by the way I drafted in fantasy and I had as a top defense in the NFL, has been even better than I expected. They lead the league in sacks, takeaways, interceptions, the number one scoring defense, the number one passing defense. Cam Newton has, uh, Cam Hayward has been very, very good from the line. TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick are both viable and strong candidates for. Defensive player of the year in the NFL. Their secondary has been outstanding with Fitzpatrick and Joe Hayden coming in at corner. They are very deep at wide receivers but on the offensive side. I mean, 
They have Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, James Washington. Eric Ebron has filled in nicely as a tight end. The offensive line has done a great job protecting Big Ben. The team as a whole has been efficient in maximizing the results and maximizing uh, the, the status of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But with this comes some huge obstacles. Because Bud Dupree tore his ACL in Wednesday night's victory over the Baltimore Ravens. And it's a huge loss for the Steelers. And and for Dupree, it's financially a, a, a big hit for him. Because he is, cu- he is on the franchise tag. He's a free agent at the end of the season. And that's kind of a big blow. Uh, when, when you look at the pass rush. So now the depth of the front seven. Already without Devin Bush. Uh, for a similar injury. Will be tested now. More than ever before. And g- given some struggles. On Kansas City defensively. The Steelers are going to have to find a way. To have their offense play a. Bigger role in team success. Going forward. And that defense will be tested. Later, to g- later again this month. When they had scheduled games against Buffalo and Indianapolis in later in December to try to fend off Kansas City as the one seed in the AFC. I, but I think when you look at this, and I'm going to talk about how crucial next week's matchup with Buffalo is and why the Steelers can actually afford to lose to the Washington football team this weekend. Um, but if the Steelers lose that game... Um, the, the, the common game's tiebreaker will go to Kansas City since they beat the Bills and the Steelers didn't. So basically, how the NFL uh, go, goes with breaking ties between different teams in a, in a conference that they ba- ba- base it off of, n- the, number one, the head-to-head record if it applies, but Pittsburgh and Kansas City never faced each other during the regular season. They they look at the conference records, but right right now both teams would be e- uh, would be even if the if the Steelers lose to the Bills. But the Steelers are te- are uh, the Steelers are unbeaten in conference play. Kansas City has one loss. They they that week five loss at home to the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I still think uh, Kansas City has an edge over Pittsburgh. Uh, in in terms of how I think. They, they'd fare in the playoffs, but the, so so they go from number one head to head, number two in conference record, and then the, the best record in, in common opponents, meaning which teams did both teams play during the regular season? So each team will have played five games against uh, teams um, that are commonly on their schedule: Baltimore, Buffalo, Houston, and Denver. Uh, the, Kansas City will go 5-0 in, in, in that realm if they beat the Broncos on Sunday night. And, and the Steelers will, will go unbeaten uh, if they beat Buffalo on Sunday night. But if they lose to Buffalo, I mean, uh, Kansas City will be able to overtake the top spot in the AFC. But look, look, looking forward, I think... It, it the Steelers they still have to play I they still have to play the Browns they have to play the Indianapolis Colts they still have to play the Cincinnati Bengals while Kansas City will have to play teams like New Orleans Atlanta if they have a, they have a week 17 game at home against the Chargers so it, it's definitely going to be an interesting and compelling race to the number one seed in the AFC so. 
that's topic number one. Topic number two, the Washington football team. And to me, the fascinating thing about the Washington football team is that you, you, you could make an argument that the football team has maybe the best team in the NFC East uh, if you look at the way they've played over the last six weeks or so. That you you could easily make the argument right now that Washington is four four and seven. You can easily make an argument with with the ebb and flow of the games that they played that they they, they could have very well been seven and four. And and th- a lot of things are predicated into this. The the Washington's defense has been sensational uh, for uh, Ron Rivera. That they're number seven in the NFL in um. S- uh, they have the number one red zone defense. They have the number. Uh, they have the number two pass defense. They have the number four scoring. De- uh, number four total defense, and they have the number seven scoring defense. And uh, a, a lot, a lot of these things are go- uh, will add up with Washington as as time goes along. But I'm thinking big picture here when you look at the Washington football team. It's that if if Washington had have puts together a competent offense, uh, and they they do have pieces in place. Antonio Gibson has been a stud so far, and he's in the offensive rookie of the year discussion. Terry McLaurin is a beast. He's uh, he's been one of the five most prolific receivers in the NFL this season, and uh, and when you when you look at all the elements that go into are going to a successful football team that a a tough-minded coach in Mon Rivera, um, a a a defense with a with a top-tier pass rush, and Chase Young is going to make uh, NFC quarterbacks um, uh, give give them nightmares for the next decade or so, uh, and then then you have. Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin. We'll have to see what, how Washington attacks the the quarterback position in the draft. I I would I would definitely be intrigued if Washington goes ahead and and picks a quarterback in next year's NFL draft. But th- th- there is there is a whole lot a whole lot of pop and sizzle. But do you know do you know what would make Washington's offense uh, that that special? If they signed Dak Prescott away for the Dallas Cowboys, because well, I've I've chronicled the, the the failures of the Dallas Cowboys and them not signing Dak Prescott. If Ron Rivera and the Washington Football Team signed Dak Prescott, it changes everything in the, in the NFC East. And you you can make the case that Washington can be one of those Cinderella teams next season that that they actually have something going on and. And not, not not just the name change from the Redskins to the football team that that they have a they have a real coach they have uh, they have a ter- terrific defense that I only th- that I only see uh, getting better and and then then you have a, then you have a real quarterback and maybe you can go out and 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 bolster the offensive line in the off season. But listen, Washington's four and seven. They're tied to first place with the Giants in the NFC East, but the Giants have the tiebreakers on on that accord. So so you have so you have that going for you. Um, 
It's, it's um, but I I think you have to look at Washington and and say they they might be the team to beat in the NFC East come twenty twenty one. I mean, the Eagles are defunct. The Cowboys uh, can't can't get out of their own way. They they lost twice to uh, to the football team. And and when and when, uh, when push comes to shove, that if you're not if if you're not going to sign uh, a quarterback like Dak Prescott, that's been so valuable to your franchise the last five years. That I, I don't know what what what's the deal with uh, with Cowboys fans clamoring for Prescott to come back. So, but 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 we'll, we'll have to see how Washington approaches this. We'll have to see. So how how the how the new front office approaches this offseason? Will, will will they cut some contracts? But I I think Washington down, down the stretch, and I and I know they play Pittsburgh, and and they also have matchups. Uh, they have a week seventeen game in Philadelphia. They they play they have to play the Cardinals, Seahawks, and Panthers uh, in the month of December. But if Washington can play the, uh, the way the way they've had the last uh, last several weeks, I think it wouldn't be as shocking if if Washington can actually win the NFC East in twenty twenty away from the Giants and 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 have themselves in a great position to. Uh, to be one of those shock teams in 2021, so the, so the Washington football team is certainly a team that that we have to watch going forward. And I can't believe I'm going to say that with the Washington football team. Now on to the Tennessee Titans, and I told you the Titans were going to go into Indianapolis and take care of business against my my guys, Philip Rivers and the. Indianapolis Colts and it, it it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close um, of that that matchup. And I mean, uh, De- you know, you knew the Titans were going to feed Derrick Henry the ball. Twenty seven carries, one hundred seventy eight yards, and three touchdowns. And most of that production was in the first half. AJ Brown was in, was terrific. Ryan Tannehill uh, be, being Ryan Tannehill. The secondary has what was terrific as well. But it's uh, but the th- thing about the Colts was that they they, they really missed DeForest Buckner and and his pass rush and and the the Colts defense uh, went up to the next level after they acquired DeForest Buckner from the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for a first round selection. So the, so but the Titans they, they they're gonna have the, their hands full, I believe, as as they um. Yeah, keep going on. They have a game against the Browns on Sunday between teams that are eight and three. Th- then their schedule gets a little bit lighter. They have the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, next week. Then they host the Lions, who just fired Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Then they have a Sunday night game in Green Bay. That game is going to have seating implications in, in both conferences. And then the, the Titans will will. Visit Houston in Week 17, so you could easily make the case that they could, this Titans team can win 11 or 12 games at the end of it and be the number three seed in the AFC behind Kansas City and Pittsburgh and wherever wherever that goes. But uh, but you 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 know I love the Titans. You know I lo- I I love them preseason to win the AFC South, and I I do think uh, lo- looking at looking at the schedules, I know. Uh, the the Colts will visit the Texans on Sunday, but 
look, look at the Colts schedule. They have the Raiders <clears throat> in Vegas. That's not going to be easy. That, that They have the Colts on... Uh, the Colts play the Texans again in two weeks. Then they have to go to Pittsburgh and take on the Steelers, and and a game that I'm sure is going to be flexed from the one o'clock slate and onto the four o'clock games. And then they then they uh, fin- finish at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you you could see you could see the Colts right now. They're at seven and four. I could see them winning. Maybe uh, see them finish with ten wins and and uh, as a wild card. So that this AFC wild card picture is going to be a fascinating one. Um, a come come um, come come the end of the season. So you have the teams like the Colts in 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 playoff position. Yeah, right now the Browns and the Dolphins are the other two wild card teams. The Raiders are on the outside looking in, but if the Raiders win out, they're, they're going to be in the playoffs regardless of what happens across the rest of the league. The Baltimore Ravens are 6-5, and five, and they don't even control their own destiny because they, they don't have uh, the tiebreakers aren't going to go their way. They're going to need some outside help if they want to um, go ahead and make the postseason. So... There is a lot on the line. There are nine teams in the AFC jockeying for six playoff spots. The Patriots right now are five and six, but I don't see how the Patriots make the playoffs and the and the rest of the, the rest of the conference is well out of it. So we have the AFC. We we talked about the Steelers. We'll talk. We talked about the football team, and now we're going to get into our Week 13 NFL picks against the spread coming up. For more up-to-the-date sports conversation and sports takes, you can follow me on Twitter at JohnFlynn97 and on Instagram at JFlizzy. Also remember, you can follow Hooked on Sports on Twitter and on Instagram. The handle there is Hooked underscore on sports. For more multimedia content related to this podcast, follow Hooked on Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So this way you're never, uh, you're never left out of the, of the hottest topics in the world of sports. Now, let's go back to Hooked on Sports. Alright everybody, and now it is time to make our picks against the spread for week 13 of the National Football League. And we have a lot of ga- of intriguing games to get into this week. So l- let let's recap last week. I was twelve and four straight up. I have a, I'm now one twenty fifty six and one on the season. Last week was very good for me against the spread. I was nine six and one, so that that evens my record up for the season to eighty seven eighty seven and three. There are two teams that, that are off this week, the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So now we let, let's look at all the games in week 13 of the National Football League. And we're going to begin with the Cincinnati Bengals on the road taking on the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are... Favored by ten and a half points, and 
I'm going to uh, this, this game is a tricky one because I because I, I Cincinnati gained only 155 total yards of offense, but yet they still only lost by two to the Giants. And I, I I think Mayan Fitzpatrick is going to play the role more of 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 game manager right now for the Dolphins. So I I I think ten and a half points for the Dolphins is way too much, and it's been it's been a while since Miami has has been favored by this much in the NFC uh, in um in NFL game. So I'm going to grab the points with the Bengals, but I'm going to take the Dolphins to win. By a touchdown. The next game on the list is the Tennessee Titans. The, the aforementioned Tennessee Titans. That they're at home. Favored by 5.5. Taking on the their fellow 8-3 team. The Cleveland Browns. And sure this this will have some, uh, some playoff ramifications as well. When you look at potential seeding implications. But I I just think that I I just don't think the Browns are going to be uh, are going to be that intriguing uh, of a pick here because you you look at the if you actually watch the games and 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 you look at the Cleveland Browns that they barely beat the Texans they barely beat the defunct Philadelphia Eagles they barely beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. But so you have that in mind, and the Titans are a completely different, uh, different animal. And Mike Rabel can flat out coach that Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator, in in a game where both of these rushing attacks are fantastic and both of these offensive lines are really, really good. I I just think the Titans, uh, I just like the Titans over over the Browns because I think Tennessee is better at the running back position. I think. They're better at the quarterback position, and and Baker Mayfield hasn't been particularly promising this season. Although he's winning football games, is that that's is that nice? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Titans to win, and I'm gonna take the Titans to cover. The Detroit Lions, the rebuilding since 1957, Detroit Lions are on the road. They are a three-point underdog against Matt Nagy, Mitch Trubisky, and the artist formerly known as the Chicago Bears. And I'm going to roll with the Detroit Lions to win the football game. I have no problem with t- taking the Lions. That D- Daryl Bevel has taken over as the interim head coach after Matt Patricia was rightfully fired and. Bob Quinn was rightfully fired, and look, the Bears. Uh, and look, the Bears are offensive to the senses. That that Mitch Trubisky uh, was dreadful against the Packers on Sunday night. I mean, the quarterback position has been awful. The 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 offense stinks, and and the the general manager stinks, and everything adds up to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy both being ex general manager and ex head coach respectively. In the in the NFL uh, and of the Chicago Bears, when it's all said and done here, so give me the Lions to win the game outright over the Chicago Bears, twenty-eight to seventeen. The Indianapolis Colts are on the road. They are favored by three and a half, taking on the four and seven Houston Texans. And I um, I have no problem taking the Indianapolis Colts here. The the Colts are expected to get DeForest Buckner back from injury this weekend. And I, I and I just think uh, I'm just gonna take the team with the 
better uh, with the better defense here, and I think that that's the Indianapolis Colts. And I think it comes that this game is going to come down to who makes more m uh, more uh, crucial plays on defense. And I think w w when you look at the the roster construction of the defenses, it's it's clear that I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts to win, and I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts to cover. The 5-6 and six Minnesota Vikings. If the Minnesota Vikings win the rest of their, rest of their schedule and go 10-6, and six, they will make the playoffs. They control their own destiny. And here are the Minnesota Vikings at 5-6. and six. They're at home, favored by 10, taking on... Doug Marone and the 1-10 Jacksonville Jaguars. And after the firing of Dave Caldwell, and, and I chronicled uh, his failures on Tuesday's podcast, that it, it, it's apparent to Doug Marone now that he is coaching for his job. And and, and given the way the Vikings have played the last last couple of weeks at, at um, U.S. Bank Stadium, that, that they, they lost at home to Dallas, and they barely beat Carolina. They needed a 21 to 10, uh, or needed to overcome a 21 to 10 deficit to take down the, um, the aforementioned Panthers. So uh, guess what? I'm going to grab the points here with Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville can move the ball up and down the field, even if their quarterback is Mike Lennon. And I'll take the Vikings to win the game, 38 to 34, over the Jaguars. This game will feature. This next game will feature the Las Vegas Raiders on the road, to, uh, favored by eight and one half points, taking on the artists formerly known as the Jets. And uh, one thing I really, really need to talk about is the Raiders can't afford to lose games the way they did against the Falcons. That. Drew Locke loses three fumbles. The, uh, the Falcons' defense forces five turnovers. They sent, they, they got a lot of their offense off these off the aforementioned turnovers, and that that just cannot happen uh, against the Falcons team. I know the Falcons have been playing better since Dan Quinn got fired, but still, there there should not be any single excuse at all for the Las Vegas Raiders to win win the game by two touchdowns over. The, the defunct Jets offense. This game to me, the next game I, 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 I that's on my slate is the single toughest game of the week for me to pick. It is in fact a Kenny Albert, Jonathan Vilma, Shannon Spake game, the NFL on Fox. The New Orleans Saints are at, uh, on the road with Taysom Hill with the, at, at quarterback. They're favored by three, taking on the Four and seven Atlanta Falcons, and this is the toughest game of the week for me to pick, right? Because there are a bunch of different factors that, that go into this. Number one, the the Falcons already had now have tape of Taysom Hill like they did like they didn't have or um, didn't have the last time they met two weeks ago. Um, and no, number two, the Falcons are home, and and no, num number three, the Falcons defense has been playing better since. Since um, they they fired Dan Quinn and we, we we saw that when they when they destroyed the Raiders on Sunday and and, and credit the Falcons for that. But 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 the catch is the Saints have Sean Payton. He's a uh, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame as as an NFL head coach or at least he should. 
I think the Saints are going are going to move the ball up and down the field. I think uh, the Saints' offense is more efficient. But how about the Saints' defense? The Saints' defense has been outstanding the last four weeks uh, in 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 their in their games against against um, NFC rivals and the, the, these these games improve, uh, involve the t- Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They include the San Francisco 49ers and and them and and the Saints a defense I had their maybe their their four best defensive efforts of the season each of the last um, four weeks of the se- uh, of of their schedule that they that they allowed 194 281 248 and 112 yards respectively. Um, to each of the last four opponents, and 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 for a Saints defense that had that had problems stop stopping teams in the uh, stopping teams like the Raiders and the Packers in the in the red zone. This is a significant deal, and the and the Saints defense uh, has has come around nicely. Marcus Davenport has been tremendous. Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Cameron Jordan has been terrific as well. So I, I think when push comes to shove. I gotta pick the team with the better defense, and this this is a game that could actually go either way, but I'm gonna take the Saints to win and cover. The LA Rams at seven and four are on the road taking on the Arizona Cardinals at six and five, and th- th- this is one of the one of the most significant games on on the. On the um, NFC schedule this week, and you 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 can, you can make a case of that this is one of the most important games when you when you look at the NFC West when you look at the NFC wild card picture. But I just I just think the Rams uh, are really good coming on coming off a loss, and and Sean McVay knows and he lamented at his press conference that he regrets not having uh, not having the team practice on Friday before. There's showdown with Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers, and it certainly showed that. I loved how Sean McVay hand, handled uh, handled that. Uh, he, he he took ownership for for the loss, and and that's why he's one of the best head coaches in the National Football League. So so in this event, the Rams uh against the Cardinals coming off a really really bad loss to the Patriots. I'm gonna take the Rams to win. And I'm gonna take the Rams to cover. The, the Seattle Seahawks at eight and three are at home in a battle of two first place teams. The Seahawks are favored by eleven, taking on the Giants at four and seven, first place in the NFC East without Daniel Jones in all likelihood. But I'm gonna take the Giants with the points here. That I I know the Giants are without Daniel Jones and. Daniel Jones uh, creates uh, creates a metric on, on that offense that is hard, hard uh, that is um, a t- tough uh, a tough for other teams to um, to copy because of Daniel Jones' skill set and his mobility. But I think Colt McCoy is going to play uh, play the role of game manager nicely. That. That he's going to protect the football. I think he's going to uh, emphasize the running attack. And Seattle's rush, de- uh, Seattle's pass defense is better than its rush defense in, in recent recent times because Seattle's finally generated a pass rush. But we'll have to we'll have to see about uh, about how 
and how healthy Carlos Dunlop will be. And Carlos Dunlop has been tremendous since coming over from Cincinnati in that in, in the trade before the deadline back in October. But I just uh, but I think Seattle is going to win the game because. It, uh, because Russell Wilson in, in in crunch time is as good a quarterback as any in the NFL, but when when in doubt, uh, always uh, always assume the Seahawks will play a one possession game against anybody, and we saw that against Philadelphia and and that that really bad uh, back backdoor cover for for those that had Seattle favored by six and a half. It didn't matter to me because Seattle because uh, I when I made my pick for the Seattle Philly game last week. Seattle was favored by five and a half and Seattle won by six. But I'm gonna uh, but you know I think the Giants defense is going to keep Seattle uh, keep themselves in the game long enough to uh, to cover the spread but give me the Seahawks to win by a touchdown. The LA Chargers, they are at home, favored by a point and a half, taking on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, and I, I I could not have circled the Patriots fast enough here. This is going to be a, a razor-tight game, but I, I, you, you have to remember at the end, one team is coached by Anthony Lynn, the other team is coached by Bill Belichick. So give me the team that's coached by Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots, to win the game outright. This, this, this game is the Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson special on the NFL on CBS at 4.25 p.m. Eastern. The Green Bay Packers at 8-3. They're at home, favored by 8.5 points, taking on the pathetic, atrocious, clueless Philadelphia Eagles and and listen, I I try I I tried my very best as a Giants fan to defend Carson Wentz. I tried to defend Doug Peterson, but Doug Peterson will always be remembered in in Eagles history as the coach, uh, as the head coach of the Philadelphia's lone championship Super Bowl winning team. But but you have to understand the real coach of the Eagles that season was Frank Reich. So. Yeah, but now he's in Indianapolis and has the Colts in a position to make the playoffs. So give me the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones to win 34-17 to over the Eagles. Now we, now we turn our attention to the nighttime games, the Sunday Night Football on NBC with Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, and... Michelle Tafoya on the call. We can't, we've been waiting all day for Sunday night. We got the Chiefs at 10-1 and at home taking on whoever the quarterback is for the Denver Broncos. And the, the, I think 13.5 for the Chiefs. And, and, and yes, they haven't been. They, they failed to cover each of the last two weeks against the Raiders and the Buccaneers, but. The, the the Broncos are are an entire are, are an entire mess of their own with with the quarterback room and 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 them uh, recovering from COVID. But whoever the quarterback is for the Broncos has no chance against that Kansas City pass rush. Pass rush. So give me the Chiefs and Patty Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Clyde Edwards-Helaire to win and cover. This game is probably the game with the mo- with, with the with some huge implications across the uh, the um, N- N- NFC the NFC East. 
and we're going to have to see a lot about this game. The unbeaten Pittsburgh Steelers, they are at home favored by 8 points, taking on the football team, the Washington football team, and I I have no problem grabbing the Washington football team. Uh, P- Pittsburgh wasn't that impressive against the Baltimore Ravens on 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 um on a Wednesday night, and 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 the fact that it was only a five point game that uh, t- t- tells you where I think. That things need to go for the Steelers, but I appreciate Mike Tomlin calling out his team uh, for um, not not being uh, not being as good as they need to be to be successful. But I th- I think Washington's defense, not Baltimore, not Buffalo, not Indianapolis, the Washington Football Team will be the best defense the Steelers will play during the regular season and I I, I think that that's good there's gonna be some problems here I think I like this match I like Kendall Fuller's matchup with um, Juju Smith-Schuster I like the matchup of of Washington's front seven against the against Pittsburgh's offensive line and and they, they have a they have two likely pro bowlers on that offensive line but I I think it it come, comes down to who who's gonna make the big plays at the end. I just think the Steelers will come out on top. But I I, I think it's good. It's a it's a matchup nightmare for the uh, for Washington uh, for um, Ben Roethlisberger. But the Pittsburgh's defense against Washington's offense is a huge mismatch, and I think that will propel the Steelers to to victory. But I just think eight points is too much. For for the football team, the uh, the Buffalo Bills are featured in a Monday night matchup on the road in Arizona, taking on the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, th- th- this this matchup was originally supposed to be played in, in um, Levi Stadium, but but Santa Santa Clara County COVID protocols have pushed the 49ers away from Arizona uh, from San Francisco the next few weeks. So I'm going to uh, so so it's going to be a neutral site game. But I I like the Bills in this game. I I just think that the I I just think the Bills are are more, more equipped to win a game like this because um because a they they come to the place where. Uh, they with where they just lost on a fail marriage, so I definitely think they can exorcise some demons, uh, in in there. But but also we we the forty nine the Bills offense poses uh, more problems than the Rams offense, so I I'm gonna grab the Bills to win by a field goal over the forty ers And lastly but not least, the the, the last game of, of the week will be a Tuesday night. Football game. It is in fact a Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews, Christina Pink special. The NFL on Fox and the NFL on and the NFL Network. The Baltimore Ravens are at home, favored by seven and a half, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And when the schedule came out uh, in May, this was one of the marquee matchups I was looking forward to the most. Right. Because the Cowboys were, because uh, I thought the Cowboys would be an excellent football team and one of the uh, better teams to watch in the NFC, and the Baltimore Ravens, my preseason pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Now that's not going to happen, but 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 the but the Ravens uh, pl- played played well defensively in 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 the light of 
uh, of obstacles with with the with the quarterback position and the offense. So uh, and I and we'll have to see about Lamar Jackson. But listen, the 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 Cowboys are 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 dreadful. They're their 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 coach their coaching staff is defunct. That they can't coach their way out of a paper bag. That that they they got they rightfully got embarrassed at home against Washington on Thanksgiving Day. So, uh, but but they have twelve days to recover. But I'm gonna take the Ravens and John Harbaugh, better team, better coach, better defense, to win and cover. That'll do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. Thank you so very much for. Uh, tuning in and this is John Flynn speaking off and I'll be back on the air on Monday guys so long